Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. Whether you've been here maybe once or maybe you're here every single week, hello. My name is Crystal Sparks and my one goal of this podcast is to help grow your faith and to help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Um, Merry Christmas. We are in December and y'all, we are in it. I know if you guys are like me, there's lots of Christmas parties, lots of things going on. And so today, uh, we are going to be talking about baby Jesus. A funny story for you. Um, whenever we were youth pastors and associate pastors, um, for Brian's parents, um, at his church, there was somebody that stole the baby Jesus out of the nativity and we laughed about it. It forever because we're like honestly the whole nativity you can't even put it out especially at a church without the baby Jesus and Brian's grandparents lived like three and a half hours away and no lie their baby Jesus came up stolen <laughs> a while later so we thought it was funny at the time, and a long story short, uh, several years ago, we found that baby Jesus um, tucked away somewhere. So who knows? Maybe a child had grabbed it and put it somewhere um, there at that church, um, which Brian's grandparents, baby Jesus, it never has been found. So uh, who knows what happened to it? But today we're going to talk about baby Jesus. Uh, we were at my community group the other day, and um, a friend of mine that goes to my community group, she said, you know, there's a lot of things I can connect with. I can connect with, you know, Jesus that resurrected from the dead, the Jesus that opened blind eyes, Jesus that multiplied the wine. Um, she said, the one hard thing that is for me is connecting with baby Jesus like it's hard for me to connect that Jesus was a baby and like connecting with who he was and what his passions were and what um, he was like like as a baby and I think about this because I don't know about you guys like there's a lot of us that if you've had children you know how much a baby is like a baby is so much work in fact you know you're done having kids this is me when people come up to me and they tell me that they're pregnant I am like I am so sorry how did this happen to you I'm so sorry because as a mom of two kids, I love my kids. Um, I always say like, I feel like I had babies so I could have teenagers. Like I love having them as teenagers. They're so much fun, but that baby face is so hard. And if you've been there, you know, there's the diapers and the crying, so much crying and you feed them all the time. They're just hungry all the time. And then there's all the clothes and you never know when those clothes are going to get soiled really quickly. And not only do they get soiled, but you get sold in the process also. And so babies are just so much work. And so whenever I think about this, I think about how our whole time of celebration is around a baby Jesus, which isn't it interesting that December feels like it is the most hectic and chaotic time of year, right? Like there's so much things going on. It's like you have your house like decorated and you want to be able to enjoy it, but you're not even home a single evening. Like every night there's something else going on. And I think about that because here Jesus is as a baby and we're celebrating his birth and a baby in a child's life is like the most hectic time because everything's so busy and they need you so much. And I think about, isn't that crazy that Christmas season is kind of that same way? There's a sense of urgency, a sense of um, everything kind of being out of sorts, if you will. And uh, I want to talk to you today about just the baby 
Jesus. Braley and I were driving down the road the other day, and I'm the type of person that anytime I see a homeless person, I can't help but open up my wallet and and give to them because I just really believe that what the Bible says, when you lend to the poor, you lend to the Lord. And so I always feel like God's blessed us to be a blessing. And so that's part of our role is to be able to be a blessing to other people. But whenever I was reading my Bible the other day, in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, In that vicinity, there were shepherds living out under the open sky in the field. You guys, for the first time ever, it hit me. Luke 2, 8, the shepherds living out in the open field, it basically is letting us know these people were homeless. Shepherds at that time, if you don't know, shepherds in that day and time were like the lowest of the low of society. They owned no property. They owned absolutely nothing. And here they are. They're living out in the field under this open sky. And all of a sudden, God shows up and sends them to Mary. Now, pause side note. This is Mary who gets pregnant as a she's a virgin and she's pregnant her husband was was supposed to marry her and now he wants to leave her because he's like sure you're pregnant which I can't even imagine how that went over right I'm sure everybody thought she was crazy and then on top of it Herod issues a decree that they have to go pay uh, taxes so they're journeying to do that and on top of it he sends out that he's killing every male child um, unto and under and so all these things are happening she goes into labor. She's having a baby in a stable and slaying him in a manger. Okay, let's just be honest. Mary's life is not going great. I, I don't know about you, but the angel of the Lord told her that she had found favor. I don't know about you guys, but if all those things had happened to me, I wouldn't feel like I had found favor. I would feel like I have found a curse, not a blessing. And now all of a sudden, God shows up and tells the angel Hey, he tells the shepherds, hey, I want you to go find this woman. She's had God in flesh, Jesus. And I want you to go be with her. And I looked at Braley in the car that day. And I said, Braley, do you see that homeless man? And she said, yes. I said, can you imagine that you just had your baby? Let's just say that you just birthed your baby, your first child. And how many of you guys know how precious that, that first child is? You almost feel like they're like glass, like you don't want to get them dirty. You hold them so delicately. Imagine there's a group of homeless men that come show up and they say, hey, we're here to hold your baby. What would you do? I don't know about you guys. Maybe y'all are more spiritual than me, but I would I would have a hard time. And and not only are they there to hold their, her baby, but they are letting her know God sent us here to hold your baby. You guys, that would be really really hard. Now go a step further. It goes on that six to nine months later, uh, these wise men show up, and these wise men show up because they're watching the stars at night. And your Bible says that they tell Mary, we came so that we might worship him. And I think it's so amazing that these wise men, they traveled six to nine months, a journey that was hard and difficult. And Herod had told them, hey, bring back word to me. But he did it just because he wanted to kill them, kill them whenever he found out where the baby Jesus was. And I want you to think about this, that they risked their life to go worship a baby. 
I think it's interesting when you read about Jesus' ministry, no doubt there was many miracles. I, I understand why the crowds began to follow him when he multiplied the wine. I understand why the crowds followed him when he multiplied the loaves and the fish. I understand why the crowds followed him when he raised people from the dead. I understand all those things. But what wrecks my mind is that people came for a baby. For a baby, when you think about a baby, there is nothing that the baby can do for you. It's just what what you can do for it. And I think about in our culture, in our society, if you will, I think that a lot of us would go to worship the miraculous Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. But I wonder how many of us would go and worship the baby Jesus. Because there's absolutely nothing that he did. In fact, your Bible doesn't tell of any miracles. In fact, all of them put their lives on the line, their livelihood on the line to go and worship this baby. Shepherds at the time were never to leave their flocks. And here they are journeying to go see a baby. You know, many times I think that our Christian walk, if we'll just be honest, has gotten a little out of kilter. I don't know about you, but there's times when God asked me to do things and I ask God, why? Why do, why do I have to do this? I see everybody else, they've got it so easy, and yet you're asking me to do these hard things. In fact, I think a lot of people, if we'll be honest, we only give if we feel like there's a promise that we'll receive. In fact, I would dare to say that most of the people that you made your Christmas list of who you're going to buy presents for are people that you know are probably going to buy you a present also. But here we see in this Christmas story In Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2, we see that it's the opposite. That the first Christmas started out not in what God could do for them, but what they could do for God. It came for them to worship a baby. I want to ask you a question as we are going into this Christmas time and this Christmas season. Something for you to consider. Is Jesus enough? Is just his presence Is it enough? Or are you always needing God to do something so that you will worship him? Is there a list of demands that you have? God, if this doesn't happen and this doesn't happen, then I'm going to stop doing fill in the blank. God, if you'll do this, this, and this for me, I promise I will fill in the blank. What if we just let Jesus be enough? What if the shepherds and the wise men begin to inspire us today? That we are okay with just coming to God simply because he is God. Because he is enough. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it or know it? See, I think about so many times in my life, I usually don't want a new thing. If I'll just be real honest, real honest, I normally just ask God to do a better version of an old thing. In fact, uh, you'll see this whenever I describe places because I will find something that I love. And then I spend the rest of my days trying to recreate that past moment. Uh, There's a butter cake that we love in Laguna Beach. And I have searched everywhere for somebody who will make the butter cake like that in, in Laguna Beach. And I found a recipe the other day and I made it for Brian's birthday in August and and I made it for him I said babe is it like that butter cake in Laguna Beach and you tried it and he's like it's close but it's not good enough and I thought about this in this Christmas season I thought what if we just approached God for who he is 
today. Not what we thought he would be, what, not what we thought would happen, not how we wished our year would have turned out, not the disappointments or everything else. See, here Jesus shows up to shepherds and wise men because they were completely open to whoever God would show up as. It didn't show up to the religious leaders of the time, because if we'll just be honest, they weren't looking for a baby. They were looking for a king. They were looking for something that was victorious. They weren't looking for just a babe in a major. And I want to just implore you today that maybe there is a baby Jesus in your life right now, a God miracle in your life right now, but you can't even get your mind around it because you're so busy looking for the old thing. Or if we'll be real, you're looking for God to do what you wish he would have done. And you're coming to God with this expectation of the old thing. And God's doing something brand new. See, God knew that he could have sent his son in any way. But yet he chose a baby in a stable in a manger. This wasn't a backup plan. This wasn't all everything going south in God's plan. This was God's perfect plan. You know why I think it is? is because God loves to move in the most unlikely ways to show us that it's him and him alone. And I want to challenge you that in a year that has been so difficult and there's been so many things that have been less than ideal, I want to challenge you that in all of this, there is a baby Jesus somewhere. And I, I mean it not as a literal child, but I mean like a God moment that God's birthed for you, waiting to be discovered, waiting to be experienced. And here's the thing, is that the shepherds could have let that moment pass up. The wise men could have decided, you know what, the journey's not worth it. But yet, because they said yes, they got to experience something that nobody else got to experience. And I want to encourage you today that God wants to do something great in your life. And it's on the other side of you saying yes, and letting go of what it looked like and you showing up for God and God alone. And I want to just say this in, in this time, in this space, as I've spent my time in, in the word this Christmas season, it's been so sweet. Like I've just really sensed God's presence as I'm reading my Bible every morning. And I just feel this closeness as I'm coming to the baby Jesus, not the resurrected King. I'm coming to God just because I just want to be where he is. Whatever he needs me to do, whatever he asks me of me, I'm willing to give it. And I I feel like the intimacy I'm having with him in this season is not because I'm, it's because I'm not going to him saying, this is what I need you to do for me. But instead, I'm approaching him like a baby and saying, God, what do you need me to do today? What, what do you want from me today? What do you need me to give you today? And all of a sudden, this new sense of wonder begins to come on the inside of me. I love this Christmas season, and I want to encourage you. Maybe you've been a little bit rushed. Maybe uh, you've caught into that chaotic thing this Christmas time. And I, I just want to encourage you, don't fall into that. Decide that this season has all the time that you need to do everything that God's called you to do. You just have to slow down and enjoy God in the season. He's all around. We just have to open up our eyes and be aware 
of his presence. I hope you got something out of this podcast. If you would do me a favor, share it with somebody. Um, Help me get the word out so we can help others. If you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on anything over here on my channel.